Blast off right at the beginning. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta make a burp sound. Oh. Fuck. Oh, that hurt. Oh, so um, we're gonna start this off. Why, by the way, hi. How's it going? My name is. Hello. Yep. This this is us. I am Aiden. This is the Twitter Archives. How's Father it going? Pasta. This is Father Pasta. You wanna? We'll get into that in a second. Big news. I sharted for the first time in my life. So technically, every time you fart, it would be a short because you don't wipe well. That's dude. I told you. <laughs> you t- said you don't wipe well. That means every time you fart, it is technically no, a dude, short. I that was a joke. Technically, I'm done no, joking with you. I'm done joking I, with you. I feel like that was a I'm true done, statement. I'm done. Nope, it was not a true statement. Next I'm done joking you, with you. I'm gonna make you G- go ahead and tell us your big news. Go ahead and tell us your big news because I have big I news. Finished. My you big have, news you is go I sharted for the first time. Oh. Which I am no longer just an ordained minister. No, do tell. I am now an ordained minister in the name of Pastafarianism. I like, okay, so, so I know this is the third time we've tried to record this episode. Um, every single time I'm fucking shell-shocked when he gives this news. <laughs> I am it's flabbergasted. Keep going to detail what Pastafarianism is. Pastafarianism is the belief of the flying spaghetti monster. It is religion. Okay. And it's wonderful. I cannot fucking believe this shit. This is awesome, though. I personally think this is fucking wicked cool. But go into detail on why Pasifarianism exists. I can do that. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you Are you sure? I'm, I'm buckled in, brother. All right, let's fucking go. <laughs> Got three minutes of play time. Have you what? ever wanted to attend noodleism? I don't think we've talked about this. I don't think this was in the other times. Noodleism. Noodleism. What's noodleism? Well, noodleism is also pastafarianism. Oh, okay. It is what they call their services. <laughs> so, so you're pastafarianism. No, when I hold services, it is noodleism, which I might do. I'm going to find an abandoned building that a bunch of meth heads are laying around, and I'm just going to hold noodleism. So do you instead of like a Bible, do you hold like a a bowl of spaghetti? No, they have an actual Bible, and I'm legit. No fucking way, really. I'm gonna. I'm thinking about buying it. Let me see here. We're gonna take a tangent here. And how much we, is it? I'm fucking looking. I'm eager. Tell me, Pasta is it on script? Is a Bible. So you can get the Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster for 15 bucks from Amazon. Okay. But I kind of want to see how much it would cost. It's a hardcover, though. People. That's what's important. So it is. It doesn't say. It looks hardcover. How's it? No, it always says paperback or hardcover. Or ebook. Kindle. Where is it? SpaghettiMonster.org. <laughs> Here we go. Propaganda. <laughs> Lay it on me. So the official thing, I'm, I think I got this actually. So I actually, I'm pretty sure I got this. The official organization pack. Ordination, I mean. You ordered the ordination pack? Ordination pack. Ordination pack. Do you order it? You get a paper certificate. 
You get a fucking wallet card, bitches. I am official as fuck. Send me this link. And you also get two vinyl decals. One is FSM, which is obviously the Flying Spaghetti Monster, bitches. And the other one is a pirate fish. <laughs> I don't really know what the... Pi- oh, I see. And well, I, the I'm pirate put- fish connects today, by the way. I'm going <laughs> pir- to put both of them on my car. <laughs> Can I... All right. I am so excited. I feel like the pirate fish is more of the... Um, I guess... Well, the what was Jesus? What do you mean? Jesus was the Son of God. Okay, so oh, yeah, I know mean. that one, but like, no, okay, not Jesus, but like, I feel like the pirate fish is the prophet of the spaghetti monster, right? That make more like sense. Muhammad, like, like Muhammad. Muhammad, the fish is like Muhammad. Am I wrong <laughs> for saying that? You actually are. <laughs> This is great. So, you have the Bible of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. You have the Gospel of Bowtie, a New Testament of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. You can get a paperback only for 10 bucks. Definitely getting both of those when my yeah. wife gets paid again. And you can also get a Pen Sanity Flying Spaghetti Monster label pen for 11 bucks. You can buy all three together. What a deal. What and a fucking deal. All of them together. I'm guessing this is softback. That was about 40 bucks. I don't think I'm going to get the pen, but I'm totally getting the two books. <laughs> I'm definitely getting the two fucking get the, books. Yeah, get the books. Definitely get the books. All right, so go into detail what Pastafari okay. and is. Okay. It was just very important. I got those. Okay. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. The Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster began in 2005 with an an open letter written by 25-year-old Bobby Henderson in response to the Kansas Board of Education's decision to teach theory of intelligent design alongside evolution in public schools. I dig it. He argued, he argued, that schools should also devote class time to teaching the theory that a flying spaghetti monster created the universe. I support this. <laughs> this, I support of course, this 100%. caused samesies. This, of course, caused a biblical, bi- biblical Get the word out. floods. I do on my best worth of memes and launched a religious group that now claims a global membership that I am part of. Hell yes. I'm going to be signing up today. I can't wait. I'm I'm still waiting on my stuff. I thought my wife brought it in today, but it's just bottle labels. So can you just like sign up and you don't have to get a certificate? Like I can get like a digital one and I can just print it myself? I don't think so. Well, that's I didn't see an option shit. for that. Right. I don't think so. I think it's totally worth it because I get a fucking card and some card decals saying I'm fucking Pastafarian, bitches. All right. Well, I'm probably going to sign up, but if there's a way and I can avoid that uh, that $15 fee and I can just print something up because I'm, I'm a very DIY kind of guy. I think you should just I think you should just do it. We'll both put it on our cars. I'm going to put it on my new car. Just It'll add that to my uh, my resume. You know, like, exactly. I feel like it's minister. worth it. I know. I tried to become. I tried to become a wizard, and that was not what I wanted. I'm a wizard, and I'm a Jedi Knight. When I looked up (laughs) Grand Wizard, it took me to places that I did not want to be. Did you? Oh yeah. Do not. Do not Google Grand Wizard. Go to the Universal Universal Life Church and go to the. If you type in "become a Grand Wizard," it takes you to the clan. 
So yeah, don't, don't do that. Be very that is not what you want. On where you search, by the way. <laughs> that, to be very... that is not where you want to go. And now I'm pretty sure the FBI is watching my house. So if they weren't already, <laughs> they probably are. After all the research that we do, <laughs> they're definitely watching us. You know, especially if the mermaid episode. Those a uh, sidetrack. There was another mermaid spotting, and. The guy was, he was in a canoe, not a canoe, a kayak in the ocean, and he was filming a TikTok, and he started hearing whistling out of nowhere, and he's looking around, and something hit the bottom of his uh, his kayak or whatever, um, and it looked like a weird dolphin tail, but it looked like there was like a humanoid thing attached to it, Um and then his kayak started taking on water, but all of a sudden the Coast Guard just show, like it's all in like I think two videos. The Coast Guard randomly shows up, and in the corner you can see something sticking its head out of the water and dips down. It's fucking crazy, dude. Nice. I'm I don't believe in mermaids, but I don't know, man. The people are starting to convince me. <laughs> people are really starting to fucking convince me. Um, you know what I do believe in? What? The flying spaghetti monster. The flying spaghetti monster and the <laughs> pirate fish, correct? The pirate fish. We will get into that. I don't yep. know where they get the fish from, but I'll explain the pirate. So one German pastafarian claims it is only about partying and pasta recipes. Like, I am down for this. I'm down for this, too. The ideology is the universe was created by the flying spaghetti monster 5,000 years ago. On the first day, he separated the water from the heavens. On the second day, getting tired of swimming and flying, he created land, most notably, the Beer Volcano. Oh my god, I support this. <laughs> the central fixture in the Pastafarian afterlife. After indulging in his Beer Volcano just a little too much, he drunkenly created more seas, more land, man, woman, and are you ready for this? I'm ready. The Olive Garden of Eden. I was about to ask if Olive Garden is the church. <laughs> I mean, it's something to do with it. <laughs> After creating his delicious world, he decided that his people, named Pastafarians, after his noodly goodness, needed a set of guidelines by which to live to reach the afterlife. <laughs> What's included in the afterlife, you ask? What? I didn't ask. Yeah, I'm on. glad you asked. All right. <laughs> it includes the beer volcano, of course. Nice. As well as a stripper factory. Not for that one. I'm guessing you can make your own stripper. I don't, I don't support Man, that. Man, woman, whatever you want it to be. I support the idea of stripping. I just don't support me going to a strip club or me paying for strippers either. I've, I'm happily I'm engaged. Guessing, I don't need I don't I'm need guessing that, that these I'm strippers good. are free. Okay. Okay, well, I don't... Their version of hell is pretty much the same. Okay. But the beer is flat. I can dig it. And the strippers have SCDs. Well, don't need the strippers, so... <laughs> Are you ready for the pirate? I'm ready for the pirate. To receive these guidelines, Mosey, the pirate captain, traveled up to Mount Salsa, where he was given the 10 I'd really rather you didn't. Unfortunately, two of the ten were dropped on the way down. So ten became eight. I forgot about this part. <laughs> the, the dropping of the two is allegedly... Allegedly. What caused Postafarian's flimsy moral standards. 
I think we're all born with flimsy morals. Did you ask about holidays? Mm, yes. I'm glad you asked. Okay. <laughs> holidays are also covered, which decree every Friday a holy day and the birthday of the man who created instant ramen a religious holiday. That that should be a religious holiday. That I stand by that. His question. name. Keep on. Pause. pause. I have a question. I have, I have a. What What is your question? Hands raised here. I if see I identify as a pastafarian, do I get off work on Fridays? I don't think you get off work, but it but is it's a holy day. day. Yeah, but every Friday, it's a, it's a holy day, not a religious holiday. But it's, a, but it's my holy day. There is only one religious holiday. Are you ready for this religious holiday? Okay. The religious holiday is March 5th. That is the birthday of Momofuku Ando, who was born in 1910, and he created instant ramen. Yes. As far as to get a little bit into some news from this, a Pastafarian minister in Minnesota won the right to officiate weddings after he complained that not allowing him to do so would be considered discrimination against atheists. I dig it. Now, you asked why did they do this? Why was this religion created? Did I? Yes, I'm I did. glad you okay. asked. <laughs> at See, the I end see what of you're doing day. now because I did that shit to you all the time. And it kind of sucks. The fuck up. It kinda, it's kind of mean. <laughs> I'm probably going to stop doing it. No, you won't. You're a liar. No, I'm not going to stop. It's just fucking hilarious. <laughs> at the end of the day, the reason for making this religious this religion is still doing its job. As in showing that religion should not interfere with government as in a, dec- a recent decision that was made. <laughs> Separation of church and state. I respect people's. it. Tr- separation. That was the whole point. That, that is a separation. Made. And that is it for Pastafarianism. Okay. I and learned a lot. I ordained in it, and I better see a sticker on your fucking your car saying you're ordained too. hardcore multiple times. I am my, very my thirsty. My cracks too, so go get yourself a sip after. I haven't, I haven't hit puberty Dude, yet. did you eat something recently? I did. I hear the... <laughs> I, I can't help it, okay? You're fine. I'm still kind of hungry too. Hey, did you eat pasta? I did, because I'm oh, a pastafarianist. There you go, dude. As you guys can tell, today is a very unusual day. This is episode 10, and we're celebrating. And we wanted to do something different for this episode, and we decided to scrap that shit, and we kept completely. a little bit completely. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> we attempted it like two times. No, but, it was like three or four times. Yeah, it three or just, four times we scrapped episode. it. We're gonna do it this way because in our res and in in our research, we've decided that we fucking love the two people that we <laughs> we stumbled across. And I'm excited to make this episode ten. We're celebrating, guys. We've made it this far, and we're gonna keep on pushing and keep on making episodes. And going back to what Colton said, the pirate who dropped the two commandments was it Mosey? Mosey the pirate. Mosey the pirate. Sounds like a shitty pirate. All right? Sounds like a shitty pirate. And today, we're going to be talking about two other types of pirates. Because today is unusual pirates. No dun-dun-dun on that one? Dun-dun-dun. Okay, yeah. You're your fucking job, man. This is what I pay you for in pasta. What are you talking about? Shut up. So today, we're going to go ahead and dive to the archives. What about our sponsor? 
Oh, I'm glad you asked. We're going to fucking do that in a second. Let me <gasps> let me do my part here. I Today, won't. What? I won't do it. You're not you're not going to do it? Knock knock. <laughs> Who's there? Interrupting Cal. So today, guys, <laughs> this is the Dweller Archives. My name is Aiden. This is uh, Father Pasta, a.k.a. Father Colton. And we're going to be getting into Unusual Pirates right after this short ad. All right, tiny itty-bitty ad from our sponsor. And a very thirsty Colton. And a very thirsty Colton. We'll get into it in a minute. And we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So, as, as a Pastafarian... I have one question. What's that? Do you think pirates were allowed to have pasta on their ship? I don't see why not. You don't see why not? I do not. Okay. Well, that was the only question I fucking had. Today is the unusual pirates. And I just we- want you to know. Yeah. There's only 16 of those hardcover flying spaghetti monster Bibles left. <laughs> I need to order one so fast. <laughs> but today... We've already covered one pirate, all right? That was Mosey. Mo- Mossy? Mosey? Mosey. Mosey was a shitty pirate. He dropped two of the commandments. Now there's only eight commandments left of Pasifarianism. But today, we now have two more for you. All right? We get the good, the bad, and the shitty. <coughs> yep. So, Colton. Yes? Would you like to go and start us off on episode 10 with your pirate? And what is he known for? He is the Gentleman Pirate. The Gentleman Pirate. The Gentleman Pirate. He also, the only reason he's sort of famous at all is because he rode with none other than Blackbeard. Oh, shit. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. (laughs) I'm ready for this adventure, brother. So, have you ever wondered who the Gentleman Pirate is? Now I do. I've never have because I'd never heard of him before this. I've never heard of him before. His name is Steed Bonnet. Steed Bonnet. That's actually a a great fucking name. That's all I have. That's just his name. That's That's all the research I got. That's a male porn name. This is a great podcast, guys. Good night. (laughs) That's all I gathered. Uh, We had two minutes of the podcast. That's his name. That's the end of the podcast. You're welcome. So Steed Bonnet was born in 1688. His family owned a plantation three miles east of Bridgetown, Barbados. Okay. Popular pirate destination? Very popular. When his parents died, he inherited the plantation, and the guardians saw to it that he would be educated and raised as a gentleman. He married a woman named Mary Allenby in 1709, had three sons and a daughter. He grew his status as a landowner and became a major in the island's militia. I, this is the only reason I would want to live on an island is so we could have a random-ass militia. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm for that. <laughs> he also became a justice of the peace in January of 1716. But a year later, on March 25th, he prepared legal papers so that his families could conduct his affairs while he left Barbados. So wait, he, he had money. He was born with money? Oh, he had money. Lots of it. He was very well known and very established. 
Okay. So he told his family that he was leaving, but didn't tell them what he was doing. So without the knowledge of his friends and his family, he bought a sloop, which is a small pirate ship, if you yep. didn't know. Yeah, I, I play Sea of Thieves. Very familiar with the sloop. Same You gotta, gotta maneuver that bad boy, alright? I gotta, gotta have really the tiny one, because I don't ever have anyone to play with other than one other person. <laughs> <laughs> and named the ship the Revenge. It was armed with ten guns, and he hired a 70-man crew. On a sloop? He was, yeah. Why was he getting revenge? I don't, I don't fucking know. Was that just a name? Yeah, that's just the name of it. That's like me naming my new ship on Sea of Thieves, like, the Unsinkable 2. You know what I'm going to name mine? The Flying Spaghetti Monster. I tried um, Sunken and Funkin, and it really didn't allow me to do that. Um, oh, what did I, I, I tried the Holy Shark, didn't work. Uh, they, they wouldn't <laughs> let me do, like, any of the things that I wanted to do. That's um, upsetting. Yeah, man. So I had to go, and unfortunately, I had to go with the, the Deep Dweller. Um, but no, I tried a bunch of names, man. Oh, I, I'm going to name it Mosey. Oh, that's good. That's Only good. people that are Pustafarian will know. <laughs> so he was giving up his gentlemanly life to become a pirate. Mm. His resume to become a pirate consisted of... Can you guess what it consisted of? Piracy? Nothing. It oh, okay. consisted of nothing. He had no experience. <laughs> I was like, uh... He was not a seaman. <laughs> and he had to trust the experience of his crew. Nevertheless, off Virginia and Charlestown coast, he captured several vessels, at least two coming from Barbados. Those two, he burned them. To prevent the world from knowing of his involvement. That's how the Black Pearl was made. He later assumed the name Captain Edwards. Mm. While in the Caribbean, he crossed paths with Queen Annie's Revenge. Does that sound familiar? It actually does. I don't know. It should sound familiar because it is is captained by none other than Edward Teach. Does that sound familiar? It does. It should, because that is none other than the famous Blackbeard. Yeah, I was like, I I know this name. (laughs) They formed an alliance and hijacked ships in the West Indies. It didn't take long for Blackbeard to realize that Bonnet was greener than a rookie seaman. That he wasn't actually green. I'm sorry. Like, he I wasn't keep, the color I of green. That means he didn't na- know what semen. he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> he cleverly lured him into giving up command of his ship and his crew. Teach, in turn, placed one of his trusted men in charge upon its ship. What did they do next, you asked? What did they do next? I'm going to tell you anyway. Okie dokie. <laughs> They set sail for the Bay of Honduras and later the Grand Cayman Islands. During the voyage, Teach explained his fleet oh expanded, not explained, expanded, expanded his fleet to five ships that were used in a blockage of none other than Charlestown in May of seventeen eighteen. Yeah, I want to go to Charleston, Charlestown, Charlestown. Is that South Carolina? 
Yeah. Yeah, I want to go is there. South or North Carolina? It's one of the Carolinas. I think it's like, yeah, South Carolina, Charlestown. Charleston. It's Charleston, bro. I'm fucking stupid. It's Charleston. I want to go there. I wanna go. Sorry, For didn't mean to stop week. you. What oh. a dick. For a week, Teach seized ships as they entered and left the harbor. One of the captured ships carried a VIP passenger, Samuel L. Jackson. What? No, it didn't. I'm fucking with oh. you. Samuel Qu- Why did I believe you? Rag. Why did <laughs> I, I believe know. you? He's immortal. <laughs> Samuel yeah, Rag, a member of the Provincial Grand Council, who was bound for London. After threatening to kill Rag and the hostages, Teach was able to convince Governor Robert Johnson, who sold his soul to the devil. The devil. Nope, wrong, Robert Johnson. Oh. To exchange them for medical supplies. You keep fucking with me, by the way. You need to stop that shit. <laughs> Blackbeard's plans were contrary to the thought that there is honor among thieves. He was laying out a plot to cheat Bonnet by running with the valuables the pirate fleet had stolen and sharing it with only a few close comrades. While they were off the coast of North Carolina, he returned Bonnet to the command of the Revenge and falsely announced he planned to seek a royal amnesty that was offered to pirates. Bonnet decided to do the same. When Bonnet returned after receiving amnesty, Blackbeard was gone. And guess what? What? He took the loot with him. Guessed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Fucking Bonnet nailed and his it. crew searched for him but failed. Although he just received the royal pardon, he soon returned to his old pirate ways off the coast of Virginia. To conceal his identity, he assumed the name of Captain Thomas it's an and changed name. the name of his vessel to the Royal James. That's a big difference. That is a big difference. On July 2nd, 1718, he and his crew captured the merchant sloop Fortune off the coast of Delaware Bay. Two days later, they seized the sloop Francis, and they took both of these sloops to Cape Fear, where they repaired the Royal James. Okay. As word reached Charlestown that pirates had gathered at Cape Fear, another pirate threat appeared off the coast of Charleston. Can you guess who it was? Blackbeard? No, you're wrong! Oh, shit. Okay, (laughs) fuck. It was none other than Captain Charles Vane. You're acting like a... You know, (laughs) I studied past the pirate. How does it feel? How does it feel? Awful. It does feel awful. I'm going to stop doing it. (laughs) Who threatened the colony with hopes of having the same success as Blackbeard. But Governor Johnson dispatched two armed ships, the Henry and the Sea Nymph. I don't... I don't know how I feel about that name. Yeah, seeing them sounds like a really <laughs> horny, like... It does. <laughs> it really likes to fight. <laughs> Under the command of Colonel William Rett to capture Charles Vane. But they believe that someone tipped Vane off, and so he escaped. So Rett then decided to investigate the report of pirates at Cape Fear. 
So on September 26, 1718, Rhett arrived arrived at Cape Fear, but both his ships ran aground briefly and later dropped anchor for the night. This is where I get a little confused. I don't know why he did this. Bonnet sent a small boat downriver to investigate when the scouting party returned with word that armed vessels were at the river Bonnet prepared the Royal James for a fight. See, well, I don't understand, like, after you get the word, instead of just preparing, like, I would immediately be like, all right, they put anchors down for the night. Let's go fuck them up. Yeah, let's, let's right scoot in there. They are let's not go. ready for this. Let's go. Some people they just suck. But they didn't do that. Okay. During the battle on the following day, Rhett's two vessels and Bonnet's ship sailed into shallow water where they were all grounded. During the gun battle, Rhett's men got the upper hand, and Bonnet surrendered. Rhett was pleasantly surprised to learn... What do you think he learned? At this point, who fucking knows? (laughs) That the pirate leader, Captain Thomas, was actually Steed Bonnet. Oh, that. That that tidbit of information. The bit (laughs) that I felt like that was pretty obvious. Well, dude, you've been saying Samuel Jackson, Robert Johnson... Who the fuck knows anymore, dude? I don't know. I feel like you should. Robert Downey Jr. steering the you know steering the ship. He might have been fucking right. Iron Man. May have been on that fucking ship. How do you know? <laughs> Imagine <laughs> the ship's called the Iron Maiden, and just Iron Man. <laughs> <just fucking. laughs> It'd be wonderful. Anyways, he and thirty-three of his men who survived the gun battle were taken to Charlestown, where the crew was placed in the watch house, which is basically the prison. No, I gathered that part. Bonnet, however was considered a gentleman and a scholar. Respect. He was held in the house of Provost Marshal. Wait, so hold on. His crew was held in, like, the the, the jail? Yes, and he was held in someone's house. So he had a bed. Yeah, he had a bed. Like, he was a gentleman. He was treated differently. That's horseshit. Dude, you're the captain. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like if you went to prison and a celebrity went to prison, the celebrity's going to go to a comfy prison. Dude, fuck that. It's all about money than stature. Anyways, bro, if I was on October twenty fourth, celebrity, I'm, I'm making him my bitch. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you on that. You wouldn't see a celebrity because they're going to be in the good ones. Well, we don't. We'll find out (laughs) when I inevitably go to jail one day. (laughs) Inevitably, another word. Anyways, anywho, (laughs) anywho, anywho. On October 24th, 1718, Bonnet escaped from the marshal's house. Oh, what? Some fucking leave the window open? Oh, that's where they dismissed the marshal under suspicion that he was a Barbadian and let Bonnet escape. He helped him. That's oh, what I got they believe. That. Yeah, no, I got that. Are you sure? Are yeah. you sure? Okay. Yeah. Four days later, while Bonnet was still at large, Bonnet's men arraigned, which is basically they were brought in for sentencing. No, I, I, I know the word. Make sure that you knew. Okay. Sharing, sharing info here. I too and am a all, gentleman and a scholar. I don't believe you. You shouldn't. <laughs> and all but four were convicted of piracy and sentenced to death. They were hung November 8th like a at horse. the tip of Charleston Pen- Peninsula. Charleston Peninsula. 
I don't think they were hung like a horse. That'd be kind of weird that that's how they died. <laughs> Imagine just like they're naked, <laughs> huge dicks. <laughs> they, that's it. They but I didn't even do anything them. to them. That's just how they died. Yeah, huge dicks. <laughs> blood flow. <laughs> blood flow. Lost blood flow to the brain. <laughs> <laughs> Two days before his men were hanged, however, Bonnet was recaptured and placed under heavy guard. Then, two days after the executions, Bonnet was put on trial, and like a majority of his crew, was convicted and sentenced to hang by Nick until dead. The execution well, feels was like set. tap out, like, you know. Like, yeah, you right. just tap, like, all right, I'm good. I'm done. I learned my lesson. <laughs> the execution was set for December 10th, 1718. Before he was carried out, Bonnet pleaded for mercy, and his supporters also asked Governor Johnson to commute his sentence. But he didn't, because he sold his soul to the devil. What? Dude, fuck you. <laughs> it's not that Johnson. <laughs> but he was not moved. He didn't do it. They still killed him. I believe so, yes. You ready for this little tidbit of information? I'm ready. A plaque that stands under the broad branches of the oak trees in White Point Garden at the Charleston Battery marks the day that Bonnet died. Its inscription reads, Near this point, in autumn of 1718, Steed Bonnet, notorious gentleman pirate, and 29 of his men, captured by Colonel William Rett, met their just desserts. They ate cheesecake. That's what they did. After a trial and charge, famous in American history by Chief Justice Nicholas Trott, all were buried off White Point Gardens in the marshes beyond low water mark. Okay. What happened to Blackbeard, did you ask? I, uh, all right, go ahead. He was not hung there. Where he was, was actually, he hung? He was killed in a fight off somewhere else. Yeah, I know. Around the same time. And they cut his head off. Not a way to get ahead in life. No, it's really not. It wasn't very We're not going to go into detail on Blackbeard, though. Nope. A lot of that, that Blackbeard has been done and done again, done sideways, flipped over, put it in reverse. Everyone's covered Blackbeard. Put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. Everyone's covered Blackbeard, okay? Last podcast on the left. I'm pretty, like, okay, that's the only one that I know that has 100% done it. That was just such a good job, though. uh, Pirates and Tobacco, they've covered Blackbeard. Um, I mean, he's he's been done, okay? Put a fork in him, he's dead. All right. No Blackbeard. But why did he go to the pirate life, may you ask? Why? No one knows. I get, I get why. I, no, I, I legit get some, why. Some speculate he had a mental disorder followed by an unhappy, an unhappy marriage, while others say he was simply looking for adventure. See, that's it right there. Dude, no, hold on. He was bored. Yeah, wait, hold on. Why does he have a mental disorder? Because he wants they to break say. bad? Yes, because Dude. he left everything. You know how many times that doesn't matter. You know how many times I've sat down and be like, bro, I could just be a drug dealer. Like there is there's been numerous times where I have to convince myself not to be like, you know what, I'm not gonna become an outlaw. Like I've this been <laughs> No, I mean, that's serious. Like you, you, you never think that. about that? You never think like, dude, I can Walter White this shit. 
No, I don't. What? I don't think like that. Bro, I think I about it all the time. Problems. Why? I'm never going to act on it. <laughs> that doesn't mean I have a mental disorder. It just means I crave excitement. Like, I want to do some crazy <laughs> shit. Like, dude, you never driven past a car and be like, back in a hot wire that, even though you know you fucking can't? What? Am I admitting to shit right now that I don't need to be admitting to? Um, I plead the fifth. Yeah, plead the fifth. All right, so <laughs> I'm going to drop that before I say something that might be incriminating. Um, yeah, so that was, uh, that's actually really, so he, you, so we talked about this. He's the worst pirate ever? He is known as the worst pirate in history. Yes. I mean, if you really think about it, all of his feats that are actually mean anything other than the beginning were done because of Blackbeard. None so of them he, were actually he's, done he because of him. piggybacked from fame from Blackbeard. Yes, the only reason he's known at all is because of Blackbeard, really. All right, you know what? I dig it. He was. I think he's still a pretty cool fucking dude because he wanted to break bad, left his wife. Don't do that, by the way. I would never do that. <laughs> I'm just end, saying. It didn't end well, very well. Well, well, still, he gave it a good, you know, valiant effort. Um, I decided to cover Black Bart, and there's a reason why I I went. I was okay. This is how I stumbled upon Black Bart here, Bartholomew. Before I get into it, his, his chosen name is Bartholomew. He is the inspiration for several major film adaptions. So take um, Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah, with Dread Pirate Roberts. And I can't say that five times fast, honestly. In Princess Diaries. He is the sage in Assassin's Creed. He's connected to so many fucking things. And he's been he's known as the nicest pirate. He is a good pirate. So Black Bart was born John Roberts in 1682 and cast in Bach between Fishguard and Harvard Ford West and Pembrokeshire, Wales. A lot of fucking names in there that make me crave fish and chips and bangers and mash. His father was most likely gone by the name of George Roberts. It is unclear why Roberts changed his name from John to Bartholomew, but pirates, they change the name all the time. We went from, what was it, Teed to Blackbeard. We have John to Bartholomew to Black Bart. Um, but yeah, they changed their name. They adapt. No. He may have chosen this name after a well-known buccaneer, Bartholomew Sharp. So John, a.k.a. Bartholomew, was thought to have gone to sea when he was 13 in 1695. But there is no further record of him until 718 when he was a mate on Barbados's sloop. We all know Barbados. You guys have seen... Every single, I mean, I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean. I've seen every single one of them. And I i didn't like the one where there was a mermaid. I'm, I keep going back to fucking mermaids for some reason, but I wasn't a fan of that one. I thought that one was goofy. But yeah, we all know Barbados. In 1719, Roberts was the second mate of the slave ship Princess under Captain Abraham Plum. In early June that year, the princess was anchored at Armabo when she was captured by pirates. The pirates were two vessels, Royal Rover and Royal James. Oh. Yeah, and were led by Captain Howell Davis. Davis, like Roberts, was a Welshman, originally from Milford Haven and Pembrokeshire. Roberts and several other of the crew of the Princess were forced to join the pirates. Davis quickly discovered Roberts' ability to navigate and kind of took him under his wing. 
he was also able to confide information to Roberts in the Welsh language, thereby keeping it hidden from the English and the international crewmen that were constantly on deck. Robert hated becoming a pirate at first. He didn't want to do it, but he was forced to join. But quickly, he came to see the advantages of this lifestyle and saw it as a great opportunity for him. A little bit about Roberts. He's a devout Christian. <gasps> yeah, not a Pastafarianist? Not a Pastafarian. Rude. And he did bring up the fact of him working on the slave ship. He said he already muddied his hands and he felt awful. So that's why he started to enjoy the life of a pirate because he felt that he's already done the worst of the worst. And he's part of a slave ship for... The, the crown. It wasn't for pirates. It was for the crown. So him joining the pirates, he didn't see this as like, oh, this is a sin. This isn't bad. He's just changing the same lifestyle. In the Merchant Navy, Robert, his wage was less than four pounds per month, and he had no chance of a promotion. He was never become a lieutenant, a captain, or anything. But as a pirate, he's quickly climbing the ranks. A few weeks after Robert's capture... Royal James had to be abandoned because of a worm damage infestation. I didn't know that happens, but apparently worms get in between the, when you patch up, you actually use like dirt and shit like that, right? Or a type of dirt. Yeah. And worms get into the wood and really fuck it up. The Royal Rover headed for the island of Principe. David hoisted the flags of a British man of war and was allowed to enter in the harbor. After a few days... Davis invited the governor to lunch on board his ship, intending to hold him hostage for ransom. He was going to trick him. He was going to give him the old bamboozle. Davis had to send boats to collect the governor. He was actually then invited to go to the fort for a glass of wine first. The Portuguese has discovered that Davis and his crew were actually pirates. They ambushed the party as they're going to the fort, shooting Davis right in his head. Rude. After they escaped... It was anarchy on the boat or on the ship. I shouldn't say boat. I feel like that's like an insult. (laughs) Absolute anarchy. There was literally two factions on board. A new captain had to be elected and they were divided by the lords and the commons. And it was the lords who had the right to propose a name to be the remainder of the crew. Within six weeks of his capture, Roberts was actually elected captain. So he went from fucking nobody in the Navy literally no one, to captain within six weeks. This was extremely unusual, especially because he didn't want to become a fucking pirate in the first place. Historians believe that he was elected to become captain because he was coached to be excellent at navigating. And also his personality. He was very outspoken. He was opinionated. He was also nice to every single person on the boat or on the ship. I did it again. And everyone just fucking loved him. Everyone thought he was like, he's the guy. He's dope as shit. Robert's first act as captain was to lead everyone back to Principe to avenge the death of their former captain. He wanted to get revenge because Captain Davis was shot in the melon. Robert and his crew landed on the island in the darkness of night, killed a gigantic portion of the male population, stole all the items... That could, they could like literally stow away on the ship and got the fuck out of there. 
This doesn't no, sound very Christian-y to me. This doesn't sound like, hey, go God. But apparently, once your best friend gets shot in the noggin... I feel like that's fair. Yeah, the, like if you were shot in the head, I'd, I'm pretty sure I would go like on a little... Right? I'm not admitting to shit right now, but I would not be a happy camper. <laughs> I feel like this is fair. Yeah, I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> Soon afterwards, after they legged it out of there, he captured a Dutch guineaman. Then two days later, a British ship called the Experiment, which I thought that was kind of funny <laughs> because, like, I don't know, it's like experimenting. <laughs> you know, like gay pirate? No, yeah, I get what you're okay, saying. Okay, I, I didn't know if you got it. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Okay. They're just experimenting. <laughs> Do they don't know yet. Everyone aboard the experiment was like, hello. <laughs> yes. The pi- I did that really well, by the way. I'm not a fan of that. Maybe you're experimenting. <laughs> the pirate ship took on water and provisions to Anabobi. Anabobi is one of those names where a vote was taken on whether the next voyage should be to the East Indies or to Brazil. The vote was to Brazil. The combination of bravery and success that marked this initial adventure cemented most of the crew's loyalty to Roberts. They all fucking loved him. They knew what he was doing. They would follow him into battle, whether it's his first, his second, or his third decree. They would not argue in the least bit. They also thought he was pistol-proof, and nothing can get him. Oh. So that means if they stay with him, they're invincible. Now, Robert's second act as captain was something that is known in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I mean, this was a legit thing. He imposed some rules, and these rules would be eventually known as the Pirate's Code. There's a lot of them. Other pirates added on to them. Some pirates took away. These are his initial rules, which, like Barbosa says in Pirates of the Caribbean, they're more like guidelines. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Rule number one. Are all rules guard, guidelines? Like the, I wish you re, I really wish you hadn't or didn't. Good didn't. point. I like how it's re, connecting. I really rather you, you see how it's say. connecting with the pastafarianism. Maybe he get these from Mosey. Never wonder that. So rule number one: Every man, why mine just disappeared? Okay. Every man should have an equal vote in affairs of the moment. He shall have an equal title to the fresh provisions or strong liquors. Oh, the liquor. At any time seized. I am the liquor. I am the liquor. And and shall use them at the pleasure. And shall use them at their pleasure unless a scarcity may make it necessary for the common good for them to be taken away. Rule number two. Every man should be called fairly in turn by the list on board of prizes because over and above their proper share, they are allowed a shift of clothes. But if they defraud the company to the value of even one dollar in plate, jewels or money, they shall be marooned. If any man rob another, he shall have his nose and ears slit and be put ashore where he shall be sure to encounter hardship. Rule number three. None shall gain for money either with dice or cards. So no gambling. We don't fucking gamble on Bartholomew's ship. None of that. All right, keep that away. That's not Christian-like, but hey, murder is apparently allowed. It is. I feel rule, like it f- be. <laughs> rule number four. The lights and candles should be put out at eight at night. And if any crew desires to drink that after that hour, they shall sit up upon the deck without lights. 
Bed by eight. Oh. Everyone goes to bed at eight. All right. No arguing. No fussing. If you want to get fucked up, do it above in the dark. Rule number five. Each man shall keep his peace, cutlass, and pistols at all times clean and ready for action. He was only he was in the navy. All right. He's about formality. He's about cleanliness. He respect your weapon. Number six. No boy or woman to be allowed amongst them. If any man shall be found seducing any of the latter sex and carrying her to sea in disguise, he shall suffer death. No puss on the ship. Nope. N- don't bring it. Don't bring a kid on the ship. Don't bring it on your girlfriend. No, no women. All right. It's just a distraction. We got work to do. Seven. He that shall desert the ship or his quarters in time of battles shall be punished by death or marooning. Don't run away. Don't be a. You know, don't be a pansy. You have a job. You can't. You knew exactly what you're signing up for when you came on to Bartholomew's ship. Number eight. None shall strike another on board of the ship, but every man's quarrel shall be ended on shore by sword or pistol in this manner. At the word of the command from the quartermaster, each man being previously placed back to back shall walk ten paces, turn and fire immediately. If any man do not, the quartermaster shall knock the piece out of his hand if both miss their aim, they shall take to their cutlass. So they <laughs> have to fucking fight it out with the sword. <laughs> and whoever draws first blood is the winner. Number nine. No man shall talk of breaking up their way of living till each has a share of a thousand, do- a thousand gold pieces or a thousand pieces. I don't know what the fuck. It says a thousand. I don't know. It was silver, gold. It didn't really explain. But every man who shall become a cripple or lose a limb in the service shall have 800 pieces of eight from the common stock for a lesser hurts. So if you get, like, fucked up, you're given 800 and you're set free. So you're, like, you're done. You're done on the ship. He respects you. He respects your service. You're paid for your service. But, like, we can't have someone limping on, you know, on the poop deck. Slipping and sliding everywhere. So we, we they can't happen. Number 12, the last one. If a member of the crew were to rape a woman, he'll be put to death or marooned. Respect. These are his rules that he implemented. There are other rules that are added on. Some rules were taken away. But these are the initial rules. So on February 10th, Roberts had actually captured a boat called the Neptune. Unfortunately, many of his crew were drunk and they were unfit for duty when he needed them most. Oh. At first, the pirates thought the approaching ship was another ship they know as, known as the Ranger, but that was actually captured by a deserter named Swallow. When Roberts recognized her, he tried to trick her and say he was going to be breakfasting with Captain Hill, the master of the Neptune. As he usually did before action, he dressed himself in his finest clothes. He looked like he was going to have breakfast with the previous captain. The pirate's plan was to sail past Swallow, which meant exposing themselves <laughs> to one broadside. Once passed, they would have a good chance of escaping. However, the helmsman failed to keep Royal Fortune on the right course, and Swallow was able to approach and deliver a second broadside. So they started shooting. Captain Roberts was killed by a grape shot. Grape shot is kind of like a shotgun blast coming out of a cannon. It's used to attack the crew. Captain Roberts was killed by one of these when it struck him in the throat while he stood on deck. And which... I'll hand it to him. I bet he looked nice as fuck because he was dressed, you know, head to toe in his finest clothes. As his body was captured by another pirate called Oglet that worked with Swallow, Roberts' crew, <laughs> Roberts' crew told them that his 
wish was to be buried at sea with all his arms and his ornaments. So everything that he is decorated, kind of like a decorated veteran. So to this day, he's considered the nicest pirate. Because of his rules, it did shape how other pirates reacted to each other. They understood that there's a pirate code that needs to be upheld. You do not go and attack other pirates. You don't fuck with your own crew. A lot of the things you see in TV, like Pirates of the Caribbean, it doesn't, they don't show the respect that was actually on top of a pirate ship. There's a lot more formality on it because of Bartholomew. It's not as anarchy. It's not as batshit fucking crazy as the TVs make it. Because of his inspiration, like I stated earlier, he is recognized in all forms of media and throughout history. And that's all I have for Bartholomew. <laughs> Bartholomew oh, nice. Roberts, the Black Bart. Are you ready for my eight rules? What are your eight rules? Are you ready? I'm ready. So the eight, I'd really rather you didn't. <laughs> or I'd really rather you didn't act like a sanctimonious, holier-than-thou ass when describing my nudely goodness. Dude, I'm pretty if sure some these people are like don't believe in me. If some people don't believe in me, that's okay. Really. I'm not that vain. Besides, this isn't about them, so don't change the subject. Number two, I'd really rather you didn't use my existence as a means to oppress, subjugate, punish, eviscerate, and or, you know, be mean to others. I don't require sacrifices and purity is for drinking water, not people. I'd re number three, I'd really rather you didn't judge people for the way they look, how they dress, how they talk, or, well, just play nice, okay? Okay. Oh, and get this in your thick heads. Woman equals person, man equals person. Samey, samey. <laughs> One is not better than the other. Agreed. Unless we're talking about fashion. And I'm sorry, but I got to give that to women. And some guys who know the difference between teal and fuchsia. Except the dude in Dune. What the fuck dress. is fuchsia? I don't know what fuchsia is. It's oh, like but blue? I guess we don't have... We don't have... Yeah. <laughs> we do not have this, then. Number four. I'd really rather you didn't indulge in conduct that offends yourself. Or your willing, consenting partner of legal age and mental maturity... As for anyone who might object, I think the expression is, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Unless they find that offensive, in which case, they can turn off the TV for once and go for a walk for a change. Number five. I'd really rather you didn't challenge the bigoted misogynist, mi misogynist, misogynist. <laughs> Hateful ideas of others on an empty stomach. Eat. Then go after. It says the and then then go after the bitch. I can't tell. Eat, then go after the bee and a lot of stars. <laughs> so that could be anything. I'm not really sure Any, what that one is. Anything at all. <laughs> anything. After the bitching, maybe. Maybe it's the bitching. Number six. I re I'd really rather you didn't build multi-million dollar churches, 
temples, mosques, shrines to my noodly goodness when the money could be better spent. Take your pick. A. Ending poverty. B. Curing diseases. C. Living in peace, loving with passion, and lowering the cost of cable. <laughs> I might be a complex car- carbohydrate omniscient, omniscient being, but I enjoy the simple things in life. I ought to know. I am the creator. <laughs> Number seven. I'd really rather you didn't go around telling people I talk to you. You're not that interesting. Get over yourself. And I told you to love your fellow man. Can't you take a hint? Are you ready for number eight? I'm ready for number eight. I see a few things in here that's going to be pretty interesting. (laughs) Number eight. (laughs) I'd really rather you didn't do unto others as you would have them do unto you if you are into um, stuff that uses a lot of leather. Lubricant. Las Vegas. If the other person is into it, however, pursuant to number four. Do you remember number four? No, I can't. Number four was rather you didn't indulge in contact that offends yourself. (laughs) But we'll keep going. You need to learn these rules, my child, before you go to the the nudely goodness. (laughs) Then have at it. Take pictures. And for the love of Mike, wear a condom. Please wear a condom. (laughs) Honestly, it's a piece of rubber. If I didn't want it to feel good when you did it, I would have added spikes or something. God damn, that sounds awful. That sounds fucking awful, dude. Oh, my God. That is the eight I'd really rather you didn't because he dropped two. Fucking Mosey the Pirate. <laughs> Thanks, bud. And, Thank you, Mosey. That concludes my part for Bustafarianism. <laughs> All right, guys, that was Unusual Pirates. We did it. Episode 10's in the wraps. I'm happy. We actually could. We could name this Unusual Pirates because yeah. Mosey the Pirate. Yeah, Mosey the Pirate. That's what I'm saying. Unusual Pirates. I might get Mosey the Pirate tattooed on me. Pirates. Do it. You want to get Mosey the Pirate tattoos? I'm not doing that. No, I'm not. Come on. Right, a little I'll think, one. I'll consider it. A I'll little tattoo. It. little one. Get it on your butt cheek. Uh, maybe. I'll get I it don't... on my butt cheek if you get it on your butt cheek. Maybe. I feel like Mosey the Pirate is going to be a great, a great tattoo. <laughs> All right. Well, we are. This is a going to be a long fucking episode. Uh, got a lot of editing to do, but it was very fun. It was very fun. I'm very happy we did this episode. If y'all I'm don't like satisfied. it, I don't care. I yeah, really if you don't like enjoyed it, fuck this. You, dude. This is really fun to research. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there is. You know, this is it. Episode ten. Very excited for episode eleven and twelve and everything else after that. And announcing it now, we are going to do a movie review on Black Phone with none other. Than love and horror uh, podcast. <laughs> you forgot that. Forgot the last oh, part, yes, man. Yes, there another podcast. Yeah, really good. Podcast. We talked about them before. We're gonna be watching Black Phone, and then we'll be doing a movie review with him. Very excited. You know that's coming in the near future. Uh, we're going to be covering in the next few episodes. We have aliens coming your way. <gasps> All right. What else? What else we got? We have one of the. Biggest unsolved mysteries. We, oh my god, I'm so excited for that. And you're taking that on. That is we are both big shoes to on. fill. Yeah, we, we are both, both are. Yeah, we're both, we're both doing both of them. So the next episode will be on none other than Roanoke. 
Ooh, I'm excited. <gasps> bum, what bum, happened? Bum. We don't fucking know. Pastafarianism. Pastafarianism. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> he we went to the noodly goodness. We have a lot of shit coming, and I'm I'm excited. Um, Samezies. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. All right, as Dweller Archives. Follow us on Instagram, Dweller Archives. Good pods. Check us out fucking everywhere. All right. We are. And if you would rate and subscribe, that would be great. It would really help us out. Rate and follow. Not rate and subscribe, you jackass. It's it's not the same thing? No. I mean, it is. Rate and follow, then. I'll go fuck myself. Five star this shit. Leave a review. You know, we're going to start saying these reviews out loud that we find on Apple Ooh, Podcasts. we find funny ones. Yeah, if, give me your best funny review. Five star this shit, and then we'll, we'll put it up in each episode. But thank you guys so much. We made it to episode 10, and I cannot wait to keep doing this. My name is Aiden. I am Father Colton. And we'll catch you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.